Hello, and welcome to the Eagles Landing Equip podcast. Equip exists to give you the tools you need to display the gospel intentionally every day as a disciple of Jesus. My name is Zach, and I'm here with Matt McKinney, Eagles Landing's pastor of Connections. Matt, how are you doing today? Doing well, Zach. How are you? Doing fine. Great. Um, Really excited to continue uh, to talk with you today about um, the Equip class that you taught called Countercultural Formation, Learning to Fully Follow Jesus. I think this is the fourth uh, cultural value that we put up against the way of Jesus um, to evaluate, you know, what's going on um, uh, in our lives that is doesn't line up with the way of Jesus. And so today we're going to talk about this cultural idea of of entertainment and and contrasting that with Jesus's way of of silence and solitude. Right. Yeah. Um, I think we live in the noisiest time ever. Mm. Um, we are surrounded by noise and entertainment, whether we're uh, in the car driving down the road or if we're at the grocery sh- grocery store shopping. There's music playing everywhere, mm. and um, and our iPhones, these mm. these smartphones, um, they're just unlimited access to entertainment. Yeah. And we have been discipled. We have been. Uh, and I think that's one of the points of this class is to raise an awareness mm. that we have been discipled uh, by these devices and by this um, noisy society mm-hmm. to be people who want to be entertained. Like we really, uh, in fact, most people find silence to be a little bit unnerving. Yeah. Like they don't know what to do when it's actually quiet at night. Yep. And so... Um, even in this, a uh, few things I think that entertainment has discipled us into uh, is first, we, we don't think we should ever have a dull moment. Mm. Like, we don't think, th- we think we should always have something in front of us. And, you know, I, I like to think the best of people, mm. right? So I think that, that people are, are, are fairly wise and smart. But yet, why? So, w- what leads a person to be stopped at a red light driving a car and to pick up their phone? Mm. Like, how does that happen? That's that's the, that got me thinking because I see it happen often, Absolutely. and I've done it before myself, mm-hmm. right? And then all of a sudden, you get the the, the car behind you honking the horn, mm-hmm. saying, you know, look up, you know, and drive, and you know what what's led us to to pick up our phones at a red light? Well, that's a that's a dull moment. Mm-hmm. I'm just sitting here doing nothing, yeah. and waiting on the light to change. So I've got a few seconds to grab my phone and to get some entertainment, yeah. right? And so. I think it has taught us that we should never have a dull moment. We should never have a, a still moment. And I think the phone also, in a lot of ways, has uh, discipled us into thinking we should always get what we want uh, because you're the boss of the phone. I can look up whatever I want. I can be entertained by whatever I want to be entertained by. If I want to look up music, I'm going to look up music. If I want to look up you know, my, my social media accounts, I'm going to go to my social media ca- account, whatever it is. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and having all that power over your device... Uh, when we put it down, guess what? We still think we should get whatever we want. Mm, yeah. <laughs> and so we go into relationships like that, or we go into our workplace like that, or we go into the grocery store like that because uh, we've been discipled mm. by this entertainment value that I should get what I want when I want it. Mm-hmm. And, and then I think the third one, which is arguably the, the, the most damaging in our apprenticeship with Jesus, is that we have become bored with repetition. Mm. Uh, we find repetition, the, the same thing over and over again just gets boring, mm-hmm. and we want something new, right? Yeah. We want to be entertained by something fresh. Yeah. 
And in apprenticeship with Jesus, repetition is necessary. Mm. Um, you, we have to learn how to repeatedly mm-hmm. read the Bible, pray, uh, fast, have silence and solitude. Like the disciplines mm-hmm. are are meant to be habits. Mm. And so we get we get bored with repetition, yeah. and we give up on them. I mean, you think about um, how many people in our churches um, haven't read the Bible, and and I think what happens for a lot of us is we we a it's a long book, mm-hmm. you know it is, mm-hmm. and so we get started, but we kind of get bored with it, and we, and we have to go do it again. I got to pick it back up, and eventually um, we just kind of give up. On, on the reading discipline yeah. of staying immersed in the biblical narrative. Mm-hmm. And so I think one of the reasons that um, we, we give up so easily is that we have been discipled by this entertainment value yeah. that's always looking for the next thing, and it's always looking for something exciting, and it's, and it's always looking for what I want. Mm-hmm. And it's, uh, it's damaging yeah. our hearts and our apprenticeship with Jesus. Yeah, I love how you um, you, you kind of summarized this this idea of entertainment with the word noise. Uh, yeah, <laughs> we we don't know what to do with a noiseless moment in our life. Absolutely, I, I could think back uh, a couple of years ago. I was traveling through Tennessee and stopped at this. It was a brand new, like uh, one of those um, renovated spaces where it was an old mill or something, and they turned it into a shopping place, which is you know that's a that's something we should evaluate um, ourselves <laughs> um, with the consumeristic podcast. Uh, but it was a really cool environment, and there's shops everywhere. Um, and I'm walking through, and I just felt really weird. Like I, I, I couldn't put my finger on it. Like I was going to these different shops, and you know there were people there. I was there's a lot of people, and it was basically a, a mall. And we'd stop in a store and go in, and I just felt really creeped out. Like, the hair on the back of my neck was sticking up. And then I realized, there's no music playing. Yeah. <laughs> like, it was just this this weird sensation of being surrounded by people, but there not being that much noise going right. on. And I think back to every mall I've ever been in or shopping place, there's always music playing. There's always noise happening. And then I'm in a situation I feel so uncomfortable. Right. And and it, it made such an impression on me um, that I still remember it, that feeling of, of feeling so weird because there wasn't noise going on. Yeah. Um, so I think this is a, it, it really is an important thing to evaluate. So what, what kind of scripture um, prompted um, you to evaluate, begin evaluating this cultural idea in your life? Well, the... It's not really one per se, but um, certainly in the Gospels, we see this common uh, practice of Jesus where he would remove himself Mm. from whatever. He would go practice silence and solitude. Mm. And particularly in our class, we we looked at Luke uh, chapter 5. And one of the reasons I picked that one out of all of them because uh, like I guess there's plenty of them. There's plenty of times Jesus did this, where he would have uh, silence and uh, time away from the noise. Uh, but, but one of the reasons I, I really like Luke 5, uh, in verse 15, uh, it, says, it says, Now even more the, re- the report about him was going abroad, and great crowds gathered to hear him and to be healed of their infirmities. 
but he would withdraw to desolate places and pray. And so you got Jesus, everybody's coming, and yet he um, removed himself. And one of the reasons I really like that is um, just as somebody who works in ministry, I think it's a really important text for all ministry leaders. Here is Jesus. His ministry is working really well, right? Mm -hmm. It's booming. People are literally coming to him, and yet he valued silence enough to remove himself from it. Now, I think that's a great question for any church leader to say, hey, if your church was booming, if your church was growing, would you still value intimacy with the Father enough Mm. to remove yourself from the people coming in to go have silence and solitude? Mm. Uh, So I think that's a really pointed question for any ministry leader. Uh, But certainly in this topic that we're we're looking at, the sense of noise. Um, Here's Jesus around a lot of noise and valuing silence and valuing stillness yeah. and removing himself from the chaos and the noise yeah. to go be still. Mm-hmm. I think that's, uh, as, as disciples of Jesus, right? If we're disciples, which is an apprentice or, or even just a student, we're students of Jesus, mm-hmm. right? And so we're learning from him. And I think that's such an important uh, part of being a disciple is that we're learning from him. Yeah. And so what he's doing we probably should go do, right? Yep. And so if he's going to remove himself and go to these desolate places and to have this time of stillness, yeah. then we as his apprentices should be doing the same thing, right? Absolutely. I think about how this is, as you're talking, I'm thinking about this idea of the Sabbath, um, and that's a whole other you know, class that we could talk about. Um, but how engaging in a time to slow down and to remove myself from the the busyness is it it, it's not only a it was a practice of jesus but it was also woven into the fabric of creation you think back to genesis god rested on the seventh day like there was a time for and there's a lot more in that that we could dive into but um, even god rested and it, our silence and solitude is is tied to this rest. I think often we we think if something's not going on in our lives, if if we're not busy, if we're not being efficient, um, then we're not being effective. Like, yeah, that's what our culture tells us. We have to be productive. We have to make, you know, and we d- we talked about last time the we we have to make the most of our time because we're only given so much, um, and we feel like we're wasting time if we. Um, remove ourselves from the busyness of our lives and the noise that's in our life um, to get away with Jesus. Yeah, and also the the entertainment of our lives. We we look at rest as being entertained. Yeah, um, and those two things aren't necessarily equated in the way of Jesus. Or yeah, or or we think if if I remove myself, then I'm going to miss out on something. Mm. You know, if if I don't have my device with me, if I don't have my entertainment tool next to me. Right. Then I'm going to miss out mm-hmm. on something, and so I don't. I don't want to miss out on anything. Heaven forbid that mm-hmm. I don't know exactly when something happens, and so we um, we get we just get sucked into this world. Yeah. And and again, this class being one that's that's hopefully prayerfully just bringing an awareness to this. Yeah. And and, and I'd say this too. I, I, we we should have said this in the earlier podcast, but uh, the last thing I would want from these discussions is to cripple someone. Or to, to, to make someone walk away and go, wow, I didn't know, or something. Mm-hmm. We're all in this together, yeah. right? I 
am still figuring this out. I am still working through, mm-hmm. you know, humility, which was the, our first one, and, and working through community, working through this idea of com- com- uh, consumerism, working through this idea of entertainment. Like, we're all working through it together. Yeah. And so um, we want to wa- raise an awareness, mm-hmm. and it's not there to make someone feel bad about themselves because they have a phone or that's, that's not the point. Right. But the point is to say, Hey, we are, we are human beings that are influenced. We're designed Mm -hmm. to be influenced. And now we're being influenced by things that are, that are not Mm -hmm. God. Uh, We're being influenced by things that actually draw us away from him and something like entertainment, which once again is not necessarily bad. It's not a bad thing that we have phones. It's not a bad thing. I, I, I don't think it's a bad thing to have a television, yeah. right? But we want to learn how to navigate these things in ways that are honoring to Jesus and beneficial for our apprenticeship. Yeah. And so it's when that, when that entertainment thing becomes the driving force behind my life, mm-hmm. when, when it gets in the way of my growth and development as a disciple, right. now... It's an issue, and I do think that that happens to us um, because we, as you as you said, we we don't know what to do when things are quiet. Right? Right. It feels weird to us when things are quiet, um, and so if that's the case, then maybe we need quiet. Yeah. Maybe we need to feel a little weird mm. because yeah. um, maybe that's going to help us. Um, maybe break out of some cultural discipleship. And really lead us into the way of Jesus, who, as we saw in this text and as we see in many texts, would go remove himself yeah. from the from the noise yeah. and go have times of stillness. Yeah, I think just to continue this rabbit trail a little bit, yeah, I think that speaks to the need of and the beauty of gospel community, being engaged in gospel community, because we're able to see those things in in each other and we're able to encourage one another in following Jesus and, and the way of Jesus. And, you know, when we're so busy and we're, we remove ourselves from that community, we have nobody in our life who can um, help us navigate these things that that end up taking over um, before we even realize it. And Absolutely. And this is this is one, I think, that, that does get in the way of, of our time with Jesus. And, you know, I, this is an, a whole other thought, but I think about how even we as parents— create this destructive value in our children. Um, <laughs> you know, I can, my, my son's only four months old, so I, you know, I don't, I'm just beginning this journey and beginning to think about these things, but, you know, it's so easy just to put a phone in front of them when they're crying or when they're, you know, in a restaurant and just losing it and they just want something. And, you know, I, and I haven't been there yet, so I can't, you know, I don't, I don't know the full picture, and, and I understand that. But uh, what is that going to look like when they're 14 years old, you know? Yes. And what, it, what is that developing and creating in them if I just, here's a little entertainment to keep you entertained so you'll be quiet and, and yeah. You're exactly right. And, and it's kind of hard to hear. Mm-hmm. Even I mean, I think for, for most of us who are disciples of Jesus in the 21st century, mm-hmm. that is hard to hear, but it is exactly right. Um, our oldest is five. We have an almost three-year-old, and we have a four-month-old. And it is just so convenient mm-hmm. when um, 
they they're whining or when they're just bored or whatever to say here here's a screen mm-hmm. and then to let them just sit there for hours mm-hmm. and it is discipling them hundred yeah. percent and parents need to be aware of that mm-hmm. I need to be aware of that because when we do this like we we have the same you know, we do these things just like any other person. Mm-hmm. And so we have to be conscious of that. You know, if, if we really get into the root a little bit deeper, it, it stems a lot from our pride because uh, they're, they're, they're whining, they're complaining, and it's getting in the way of what I want to do. It's mm-hmm. annoying me, yeah. and, uh, and I really don't want to deal with it. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to put something in front of you so that I can continue doing whatever it is that I'm trying to do. Mm-hmm. And that, and then to be to be gentle on that, like it's not always that, mm-hmm. um, but I think that does come up sometimes where it's just easier. Yeah, it's just more convenient for me mm-hmm. to put something in front of you rather than actually um, hang out, talk, work together, find activities that are honoring and edifying to Jesus, like whatever that looks yeah. like. Yeah, and it's so weird how um, captivating things like devices and screens are. You know, I, I don't think we notice it in ourselves, but it's easier to notice it in our kids when, when there is a screen around and their attention just locks on it like glue, and there's nothing you can do to shake, shake their attention and and pull them away. You know, even my four month old son, if he if if I'm on my phone and I, I bring it in front of his face, he he looks at it like and and he's yeah. he's focused on it, and um, and so it's easy to to solve those things with with entertainment, and I, I, I do think it's something to evaluate. You know, you had mentioned earlier uh, Psalm 46, where um, the psalmist says, be still and know that I am God. Like there's something about stillness and solitude that Jesus uses to help us know him. Yeah, 100%. Yeah, I I would share with this, um, the practice of silence and solitude uh, and thinking of it as a discipline. is so important. I would, I would argue that it is, we are living in a time period where that practice is more important than ever before hmm. because we live with so much noise and mm-hmm. so much entertainment. Uh, we need, as disciples of Jesus, time in our days where we turn everything off and we just go sit and be still. Not picking up our Bibles. And, 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 and we might be praying somewhat inside our minds. You know, they might, our minds are constantly racing and thinking. So there might be some dialogue mm-hmm. in our mind. But just being quiet and being still and being reminded that He is God. He will be exalted among the nations. Mm-hmm. Um, that is, uh, for me in my life, and so I've, I've taken on this practice uh, every day. And it's been one of the most fruitful and um, life-changing practices mm-hmm. I've ever experienced is just learning how to be still and being quiet. Um, and one of the things of a variety of things that God's done in my life through it is there's been this sense of comfort to, to just be reminded that He is God. And that sounds so simple, and it sounds so like, well, no, duh, Matt. Yeah. But, mm-hmm. but no, it's actually, it's so easy for me, uh, I, and particularly with my kids, going back to them. I think about my kids all the time. I love my kids, and I want all three of my daughters to grow, to be healthy disciples of Jesus. 
I'm, I am concerned about some of the things that happen in this world and some of the things that are being taught by the world. And what happens if, if this happens? What happens if this happens to one of my daughters? What happens if this happens? What if she does this? What if she's, and it can be real, um, like this big weight that's just weighing me down. And when I am still, it reminds me that Jesus is king. He is more aware of them and their needs than I am, than they are. And he is ruling and reigning for the good of his people. And that anxiety Mm -hmm. that I feel about their future, Mm -hmm. uh, at least for those moments, Mm -hmm. (laughs) kind of melts away. Mm -hmm. And there is this peace about being still and knowing that he will be exalted among all nations. Uh, in the end, we know where this story's going, right? We are followers of Jesus. We have the scripture. We know yeah. that the king is coming. He has come. Mm-hmm. Uh, he has died. He is resurrected. He is ruling, and he is returning. Mm-hmm. And when he returns, he will judge the living and the dead. He will mm-hmm. uh, wipe out evil, and he will wipe away tears mm-hmm. from the eyes of his people. Yeah. And death will be no more. And we will reign with him forever and ever in the new heavens and the new earth, right? Mm-hmm. This is Revelation 22, 5. Right. And so knowing where the story is going mm-hmm. and being reminded that the king is ruling yeah. is so fruitful mm-hmm. in, in my life and I think fruitful for all of us as disciples of Jesus. Right. So learning to be still, to get out of the noise, to get out of the chaos, to go and find time to just sit with him. It's so encouraging for our hearts. Absolutely. And I think, I think that's the step is, is creating a time and a space for silence and solitude in our lives. Yeah. Like that's a, it, it's very simple. It's a very, um, you know, kind of just plain thing that we have to engage in as disciples of Jesus. You don't get silence and solitude without silence, without a silent environment and a, sp- and a time that you've set aside for this um, practice and yeah. this discipline, this spiritual discipline. And I would say to the ones listening, you know, if, if this is something that you've never done, um, start small, right? Like, like don't feel like you've got to go on your first, your first attempt to be silent. You got to go out into the woods and sit there for <laughs> 10 hours, yeah. you know, yeah. like you're not going to make it mm-hmm. right. Start small. Mm-hmm. I think uh, Tyler Stanton in the book, uh, praying like monks talks about just start with two minutes Right, just two minutes start, and particularly, and, and one of the best times to do it is in the morning and in the evening, hmm. uh, getting into the rhythms of morning and evening. Yeah. But take two minutes uh, to, to start your day, sit on the side of your bed, and just be still for two minutes. Yeah. And then when you come to the end of the day and you're sitting on your bed, be still for two minutes. Start there. Mm-hmm. After a month, two, maybe bump it up to four minutes. After that, bump it up to 10 minutes. You yeah. know, take it slow. Take it piece by piece. Remember, we're walking with Jesus. Mm-hmm. We're not running. It's not a sprint. It's not a marathon. It's a walk. Yeah. And so take it slow. Begin small. And as you're comfortable, begin to increase it. Mm-hmm. And I think it, my phone just buzzed. And so <laughs> I, th- I think another piece of this is removing distractions, is, yeah. is being intentional um, in the sense of like the environment is allowing for silence and solitude to be pulled away 
so that I can uh, be reminded of who God is and what God is doing in, in my life and, and, in th- and through me as well. If you think about, you you'd mentioned like how much anxiety, um, at least for a moment, that God has removed. Think about, you know, if we got in the practice of this on a daily basis, how much anxiety in our lives would be resolved if we're just reminded every day that God is God. Yeah. He's hold, holding all things together. He's the one uh, moving history forward. You know, all the little details in our lives that we try to control and become anxious over, um, we get in the practice of being reminded that He is God and yeah. that we are not. Absolutely. And silence and solitude allows us to to do that. Yeah, love it. Yeah, you know, I, I was I had this. Um, I was listening to John Mark Comer, mm-hmm. and he was quoting a, a, a recent study. Uh, I'm not sure who it was, but um, he was saying that that scientists or people who study people, mm-hmm. uh, they noted that the two most important times of thought in every given day for a person is at the beginning of the day and at the end of the day, mm-hmm. right? So your first thought and your last thought are the two most formative times of thought in your daily life, right? Now, if you think about that, what do most people do when they first get up? They grab their phone, mm-hmm. and they see, what did I miss? Who won the game last night? What's mm-hmm. the latest post on my social media? Did, did people like my social media post or whatever mm-hmm. it is? Like We grab our phones to see what we missed out on. And how do most people, if we're honest, end our days? We're binge-watching Netflix, mm-hmm. and we're scrolling through our phones, right? So our, we're starting our day with this entertainment, and we're ending our day mm-hmm. with this entertainment. So incorporating this practice of silence at the beginning of the day and at the end of the day. Mm-hmm. Uh, one of the reasons I say do those things is, is to help with those, because those, are, those times of days are the most formative of our thought. Mm. And so learning how to be still, and, and I love what you just said, like, what happens when we engage this on a regular practice? Mm. How much of our anxiety would we see melt away mm-hmm. if day by day by day by day by day in the slow rhythms of grace, mm-hmm. um, we just take time to be still and know that He is God. Yeah. Man, it'd be, it's awesome. Yeah. That'd be awesome. And that's an easy step that we can take as followers and disciples of Jesus. Um, so we hope that this um, has has helped you begin to think through your life and the noise and entertainment um, that may be cluttering up your world so that you can begin to control. Um, and, and that's what really this is about. It's it, Jesus you know, talks about the idea of like, you know, what comes in comes out, and, and we have to be very particular as followers of Jesus what's coming in and what we're taking in, what kinds of entertainment. That's why it's important um, to understand what's shaping our minds and what we're you said, like you said, binge watching and and consuming, um, which this bleeds into all these other yeah. cultural ideas. They're all it's they're all connected like a web. Yes, um, but it's important to realize if I'm constantly needing to be entertained, um, what does that say about my apprenticeship to Jesus? Yeah. Um, 
if I'm constantly needing to be entertained by other things or I find myself constantly bored. I think one of the things that popped in my head was a, uh, this idea, this Christian idea of recovering boredom. You know, <laughs> maybe boredom's not yeah. so bad, right? Right. Love and it. We should engage in it a little bit more. Um, yeah. And maybe Jesus is in that. So yeah. if that's the title of your next book, uh, we'll, <laughs> we'll know where it came from. Came from. So, Eagles Landing, thank you for listening. Uh, we've enjoyed our time together. You are sent. Mm-hmm.